Well, hello, everybody. Welcome to Beyond Terrestrial Podcast, your home for the strange, the macabre, the conspiratorial, and the all-around supernatural conversations. Recording from the Bell Witch's backyard, I'm your host, Lee Errett, alongside Mike Roop. Hey, everybody. On today's podcast, we're going to be talking about everybody's favorite forest animal, the big brother to all cryptids, and personally, one of my best friends, Bigfoot. Whoa, 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 whoa. Or more appropriately, That's better. That's better. Sasquatch and a bunch of his little buddies. So we here at Beyond Terrestrial are firm believers in the existence of Sasquatch, and we want you to believe too. So, uh, uh, Lee, how how are we going to convince the non-believers? Well, I think first of all we have to look at how um, how many different sightings there actually are. It's hard to discount the fact that so many different. Um, People have seen Sasquatch, but not just Sasquatch, all of the other ape-like or human-like hominid apes um, out there. So there are people in, in the Philippines that have seen um, the Orang Pendek. Mm-hmm. There are, there's the Yeti. There's so many different examples of a, a Bigfoot-like creature mm-hmm. throughout the world. Yeah. It's hard to discount the fact that there could be the potential for um, for a large humanoid primate. Right. Primates, I think, they're such a big um, – uh, is the term species or is the term – or um, I think it's classi- genus. Genus classification. Something I, like that, really yeah. I'm not really sure. But um, there's so many different types of primates – so it's really not that hard to believe that there's primates outside of the stereotypical, like, chimpanzee territory. You know what I mean? Well, it wasn't until, like, the mid-1900s that they found the silverback gorillas. Right. There's mm-hmm. a lot of that type of stuff all throughout the world. Mm-hmm. So. so we're going to discuss a little bit about what we've seen in our um, numerous reviews of different videos, different reading different books. Um Ultimately, it's up to the listener and the individual person to, to decide whether or not they feel um, Sasquatch or something similar exists or not. Um, we're hoping that at the end of this conversation, if you're not a believer, you will be. Um, but we also understand that you have the right to be wrong. Yeah, I mean, you can discount anything if you want to. <laughs> you know, you can find a reason that something doesn't make sense. And we were talking before we um, before we started recording. We were watching some of the videos, and it's kind of like even you know, a couple guys that I like believe in yeah. the possibility of Sasquatch. We're like, I don't know, man. Like some of these videos yeah. are kind of. We're watching videos, and we're like, wow, that is way that too nonchalant, or that was definitely an elk lying down. Yeah. Um, I believe that um, one of these casts that they created, we could recreate by using Mike's dog and having him lie down, and then we just blow up the cast. Yeah, that's Sammy, by the way. Sammy's his name. He's well, I, a good dog. He is a good dog. He protects the house. He's really super vicious. <clears throat> no, he's not. <laughs> um, but yeah, so obviously we got to bring up the... Patterson Gimlin film. Oh yeah, the that, most that's famous the of thing all that, big, you, know, you know, yeah. Everybody knows about the Patterson Gimlin film. Mm-hmm. So Mike, what are your thoughts you, on Patterson Gimlin film? If you don't real quick, it's the most famous Bigfoot video you have in your mind right now. It's that one. Just in case you're not sure exactly which one it is. It's the one in Northern California back in the 60s, the late 60s that was recorded by um a guy named Patterson and a guy named Gimlin and uh I, their first names escape me right now, but um, Robert Patterson and something Gimlin. <laughs> is it, was it, one of them was Robert and one of them was Roger. I think it was Roger. Oh, I don't Roger know. Patterson. Yeah, let's look. That I'm gonna up. find out. Yeah, let's look that up, just to be official and all. But um, I don't know how I feel about it. Um, 
I don't discount it, you know, because I don't know. I don't know what to believe. Most of most of these, most of these, I don't know what to believe. I, t- I look at, I try and look at them as skeptical as possible. Um, but I think overall, I think it could be it could be legitimate for sure. So it's Roger Patterson or and Robert Bob Gimlin. Oh, Bob, <laughs> Bob. Hell of a guy, hell of a guy. Um, yeah, so apparently, you know, um, Bob was asked later in life, towards the end of his life, uh, about what he thought. Because he claims when he was there, you know, they saw it. They both obviously claim that they saw it. But, uh, you know, and for uh, Robert Gimlin, his whole life, um, he, he swore that what what they recorded was real and um but towards the end of his life somebody asked him and he thought maybe you know maybe uh, old patty you know pulled the wool over his eyes he doesn't know you know he's like it's possible maybe they had some sort of you know costume but at the time i mean that would have been an extremely extremely well-made costume almost impossible it would be like hollywood movie status yeah it would it have like been a, one a guy very high quality and as mike said there was supposedly one guy at the time that was capable of making a costume that's that good right and honestly that guy made the costumes for um planet of the apes if i remember correctly yeah that's correct so and uh yeah he he came out he's like i had nothing to do with it there's no way and i and i think I don't remember the exact quote that that he had said, but he said something that if it was faked, that that was a very well-made costume. So props to whoever made it if somebody did. But I don't don't think so. I think think it could be legitimate, personally. And, and, you know, as we say, you know, there's one guy at the time that could have made that. Obviously, um, that discounts human ingenuity. So we have to think that, Oh, it's possible. There's been other people to make really awesome costumes. Yeah, I'm (laughs) sure they could have. But there's one person that we know of right now that would have been capable of making it, and he says that he didn't. Right. Um, So when I look at the video, I do see some question in my eyes about how nonchalant the the character moving through the woods happens to be. Um, If I were Bigfoot and I was elusive as as we believe that he must be. I I do wonder about these videos that show um, Sasquatch just walking away. Just kind of cruising around. Just kind of calmly walking through. Mm-hmm. Um, That's the case with um, the Paul Freeman video as well. Y- exactly. He, and it was the same basic thing. Yeah. He's, this, this Bigfoot is just calmly walking away from mm-hmm. the camera. Um, looks over, sees you, and then tries to walk away farther. There is no effort to move uh, at a higher rate of speed. Mm-hmm. Um, there is no effort to move quickly. Now, is that as fast as Bigfoot can move? Have they evolved that way? I doubt it. I doubt it. Yeah. Um, There's been lots of story, you know, stories and people that have said that they thought they heard them running and things like that or moving mm-hmm. very quickly, that they, they've seen people, you know, mm-hmm. uh, you know sasquatch moving extremely fast so well and if they are even you know remotely designed like a human being or a chimpanzee or a a gorilla they have the capability of moving quickly yeah they move their legs Uh, faster exactly (laughs) (laughs) you know (laughs) prophetic words from mike over here they move their legs faster what i do perfect you got your cape on yet i found it perfect (laughs) i found it but um but yeah but i think to to that i would say i think that maybe um sasquatch is possibly just a little bit more docile of a creature he doesn't have to be angry you know what i mean he doesn't have to be it's like Think about an elk or something. You know what I mean? Even most bears, unless they feel threatened, they're just kind of cruising out there in the forest doing their own thing. You know? In the times that in the times that there have been supposed uh, Bigfoot attacks is when they had probably felt threatened. 
So well, well, that's fair. My only thought process is they are so hard for us to find. They're so hard for us to find proof of. I mean, even in one of these videos, and granted, it was the same one that we were like, I'm pretty sure that's an elk lying down. Yeah. Um, the experts are saying that he is going, or that the creature is going to lengths to avoid having, not just being seen, but being leaving traces of their their existence Mm -hmm. like they want to be left alone exactly like they want to be left alone so my question to that is why would they be no non so nonchalant now i can see it in the rod or in the patterson gimlin film i honestly i can see that because well we've just gotten to a point where um i mean this is a very early video like handheld video camera um if they are smart they they start to recognize that they have or that human beings have ways to now record evidence of them mm-hmm. and now they're like oh now we I have th- to hide and i think we get we're not doing him enough credit to say he probably knows when he's threatened and when he's not well absolutely you know if if it's a couple guys holding a video camera that are there and kind of like we come in peace you mm-hmm. know he's not you know, or I guess that was supposed to be a female mm-hmm. in the Patterson Gimlin uh, film. But, you know, it's like if you see a bunch of like, hunters and they got guns on them and stuff, you know, they've probably been shot at before, you know, and whatnot. Um, hundreds of times, God knows how many times, you know. Well, absolutely. You have people that claim they shot All those crazy hunters. Him. All those yeah. crazy hunters. I saw Bigfoot. I saw him. I was out there in the woods. I shot at him. I Didn't even knock him. him down. Didn't knock him down. He just kept on running, you know. I mean, how many hundreds of stories are like like that out there in the world? Mm-hmm. You know, there's got to be hundreds. Well, yeah. So. Um, if, but I also look at it as, well, yeah, they're not see- they're not feeling threatened, but they were during the Patterson Gimlin one. Yeah, they were just two people, and they were holding up a weird box that didn't look like a gun. Right. So and they probably just didn't seem threatening. They didn't seem threatening. So yeah. obviously, same with the same with. Uh, Paul Freeman, just an old guy walking by himself in the woods with a video camera, you know? Well, yeah, but I like to give them the thought process of they they have to have, to be as elusive as they are, they have to know yeah. what they're what they're looking at. They, they have to they're take... They're not stupid. They have to take steps to avoid being detected. Yeah. Um, so I like, I think that they know what a video camera is. I think they know what a gun is. Yeah. They obviously probably don't know the name of it, right. but they know what a video camera is. And I believe that they take steps to avoid being photographed or at least, videotaped right. well. or it, Well, yeah. I mean, that's that's totally possible. Or they at least know that, you know, in the cases where it has happened and, and somebody has caught footage of them, if they were aware of it in these cases where they look over and stuff like that, mm-hmm. they must have some sort of... Um, you know, uh, thought that that thing's not going to hurt me. Well, yeah. yeah. And, and I, and I absolutely believe that they, they can recognize the difference between a gun and another item. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's the thing with Sasquatch. They seem to know what the difference is. And, and yep. for as many reports as you have of, you know, Sasquatch being a very docile creature. I personally think that they are very docile, um, but I also think that they're very aware, very careful about what humans are doing in the woods around them. Yeah. Um, they know before you know. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it leads me to wonder if they are either intentionally being seen because they, they've they already assessed the situation. They know yeah. they're not going to get hurt. Yeah. And they're capable of scaring you off. Right. Or they feel they're capable of mm-hmm. scaring you off. They feel bigger in the in the mm-hmm. alpha, you know, They, they feel like there. the alpha, alpha. Yeah. Or they're aware of um, the danger of the situation and they just don't be seen. Right. Um, I was listening to another podcast, Expanded Perspectives podcast. I Mm -hmm. I have to drop it because I was listening to them. Mm -hmm. Um, And they're a great podcast. They had an author on there, David Politas. Um, He's the author of a a book called Missing 411. This book actually chronicles um, hundreds of missing persons cases found um, these missing persons cases in... um, 
in national forests and other things like that. Mm -hmm. Some of them are children. Some of them are grown adult males. These people go into the forest and they just disappear. Um, When they are found, they're typically stripped of their clothing. They can be, they can be up sheer cliffs farther than what would have been expected of them to be or to be traveling. And this is specifically in uh, it's, uh, it's it's not just parks, national forests, but forest. the, it, but it really clued him in when he was talking to people at national forests and asking and asking about more information about missing people that went missing in the forest. And he mm. found out that they don't track these things. There there doesn't seem to be anybody actually paying attention to the people that go missing in national parks. Huh. And that's just strange. That is weird. Um, that's almost like somebody doesn't want us to know about how many people go missing in national parks. Right, that's really strange. Just a thought process there. And then, well, I mean, we can go the conspiracy route with this too, and like, they're all being stripped of their clothes. Absolutely. Nobody wants to know that they're going missing. Mm-hmm. You know, I could go pretty dark with this, but... It, that <laughs> shit, I know you could go dark with this. It, it happens, man. It mm-hmm. happens. You know what I mean? Um, there's that... Well, we won't get into that. We'll save that for another episode, but... Um, so I mean, there's that possibility too that there's just some some strange things afoot out there in the woods. So he's found but. stories of not to cut you off. I apologize. no no go ahead. I was, I was done. So he's found stories of um, children that have gone missing, two year old children that were gone for maybe 14 hours, and they were found in their underwear 15 miles away. Wow. Now I have one daughter. Mike's got four daughters. And all of them were two at one time. In fact, Mike's got one pretty close to that, not to give yeah, too much she's, away. Uh, yeah, she's three. Uh, she's I almost four. She'll be four uh, She will this be four month. this month. Um, and I know that my two-year-old, when she was two, was not capable of traveling 15 miles. Not even close. In a day at all. Ever, probably. Um, like, if, yeah. If, 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 like, Unless you, if were you had a two-year-old little kid out in the woods, mm-hmm. they're not... They're, they're going to they get gonna distracted. Do? They're going to wander they're gonna go somewhere. Miles. They're not going <laughs> to travel no in a straight line 15 yeah. miles away over fences. Yeah. And they're darn sure not going to do it in in a span of 14 hours. Yeah, no way. Um, so this child was found 15 miles away. There's another story of a child that was missing overnight and found, um, and it was a cold night, found laying in a patch of grass and there was evidence of some large mammal laying next to him. Now, in many mm. cases of these missing children, there's there's reports of them being carried off by a bear. Mm-hmm. Now, they'd say things like, people would say things like, oh, the bear carried this child off um, in one of its paws and ran on three paws. Mm. I've never seen a bear carry. They usually pick them up with their mouth. Yeah, exactly. That's where I went with that too. They yeah. would they would pick it up with their mouth if they were going to pick it up. Yeah. So my thought process is what I have seen carry something very similar to that, a, a gorilla. Right. Now, granted, typically we imagine um, Sasquatch walking upright just like a modern human does. Mm-hmm. Um, but we have to remember they still are primates. Yeah. Well, they so, still have very long arms and kind of hunch. And, and they, you know. they still have very long arms. They kind of hunch. Is it not be- more believable that something similar body style to a gorilla ran down the woods? Also, right. that allows um, for it to be more easily misunderstood or mis... What, what, what I'm, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, miscited mm-hmm. as a bear. If this right. thing is walking on all fours, or typically, if you don't know exactly what it is, and be like, yeah. it, was, it was a big furry creature out there that had, I guess, four or four legs because you know his arms are very long, mm-hmm. and he know. had his arms on the ground at the time. Yeah, Th- that's neither here nor there. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, you think of um, these adult males; they're typically carrying guns. They're bigger. They're more threatening than a child is. Mm-hmm. Um, well, territorial beef there going on. There, there's maybe. a territorial beef or something of that nature. And then you have the um, the factor that these adult males are stripped of their clothing, but they're found dead typically. Mm-hmm. Um, there's women that go dis- or that are disappeared, also stripped of their clothes mm-hmm. and found 
these these people are found up cliffs, miles away from where they should be. They're found farther up the mountain. Yeah. Now, yeah, that's what's strange about like the hunters. You know, we were talking about um, earlier the 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 hunters and stuff that go missing and whatnot, who have, mm-hmm. I guess, claimed to have been either beat up by Bigfoot or whatever, it's seen it, you know, or killed by Bigfoot, mm-hmm. attacked by Bigfoot, and they're found in really strange locations and stuff. Like, now, I have friends and stuff who are hunters and, st- and, and whatnot, and it's possible you can get lost out there. Yeah, I'm not discounting getting lost. Right, but like as you had said, it's like you don't you don't go up a mountain, you know what I mean. If you're lost, you might go to the top of a hill to see if you if you can see something. To find something, the next ridge or something or like that. Or to find that. the next ridge. But you're not going to climb up towards the top of a mountain. You're not going to climb up a sheer cliff to no. do that. You're going to look for water. Right. Anybody that has any sort of e- even very little training knows that if you follow water, you'll eventually fa- find right. f- find people. Right. Um. So that's your, you look for a road, you look for water, yeah. you don't look for the top of a mountain. But when you get straight and knocked out in the back of the head by Squatch and he picks and your ass up and takes you up a mountain up to the his mountain. den, then exactly. you get stuck up there. So Exactly. Yeah. Then you die of exposure. Right. It's just a thought. And at the same time, you can say that these people were abducted by aliens just as easily. Yeah. Um. So it's just... These people are disappearing and appearing strange places when their bodies are found. Um, If you're talking about an adult male, I personally believe that that is very easy for a Sasquatch to feel threatened by an adult male. Yeah, yeah. Um, Especially if they're carrying a gun. Mm -hmm. Now, I I have a thought that maybe he is maybe Sasquatch is very aware of us. To the point where anytime we're out there, they have some sort of knowledge of us being there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And well, they're very in tune with their surroundings. That's where they live. That's their house. Exactly. You know, exactly. It's, you know, it's like us going into a brand new house. The person who lives there knows the way around a lot better than we do. Exactly. um, But yeah, so we want to get a little bit into some other um, some other like hominoid cryptids kind of, Mm -hmm. you know? Yep. And one that was really super interesting. um, Well, and one first, I want to make the distinguish the, the the distinction between uh, Yeti. Okay. And Sasquatch. Yeti is, is, is specific, you know? Yes, absolutely. um, Otherwise also known as the abominable snowman. Um, yes. Yeah. Um, Yeti lives in the Tibetan mountain range. Um, hold on, I'm gonna I'm gonna look up specifically, real quick. Well, I believe the Himalayas is part of that mountain range that he's in. Um, right. Specifically, yeah. I don't know uh, exactly the name of the range. Well, it's the Himalayas. Yes. Yeah, it's the Himalayas. That's where that's where the where he's supposed to. I mean, I think mm-hmm. he's been sighted in some other ranges, but it's mm-hmm. you know it's it's all around that area. Yeah. You know, it's even been part of that culture. Mm-hmm. You know. So, Mike, do you think that there that the Yeti is the same as a Sasquatch, or do you think that they're? You said that they're different, but how so are they different? I would say they are different in the uh, aspect of the difference between an orangutan and a chimpanzee. Okay, um, so that's a pretty solid difference then. Yeah, I mean, maybe not that big, but you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying. It's it's they're both primates, but they're a little bit different from mm-hmm. each other. You know, so the obvious. So you don't think that they're just like like two different I hate to say it this way but two different canines that happen to be different colors and yeah. slightly different variations or do you think that they're more like would be um, like a different it'd be like a different breed of a dog you know okay. if you're going to look at it from that way so okay I, I, yeah. I'm with you that's the way I think about it and I think that is generally accepted um, That that's kind of how I look at it too but yeah it's it, Specifically, the Yeti is in the folklore of Nepal, uh, yeah, Nepal, Bhutan, and Tibet uh, in the Himalayas, in the Himalayan mountains. Um, 
that's indigenous to that region, you might say, and it's part of their their culture. Uh, but uh, but yeah, so obvious physical differences. Um, I don't think he is quite as tall. I think the biggest thing is they tend to be lighter in color. They're not always white as the... They're not like perfectly white, but they're light in color. They they tend to be light in color, and that could honestly just be an adaptation to their environment. Exactly. Um, It's not necessarily that that makes them a completely different creature. Yeah, exactly. But one thing that's super interesting about the Yeti is that it seems like there is a lot more evidence that people have come forth with like there's a lot of evidence for the yeti there's a lot of hair that's been found there's a lot of prints there's a lot of things i don't know why well and there's there's a maybe they just monastery accept it. or there's a monastery that has a has a skull of a yeti right um now it, maybe that's because it's such a part of their culture and, and, and i want to believe that that's what it is it's more of a spiritual animal to them right it's more as how the native americans view the Sasquatch here in the U.S. Yeah. as more of a spiritual being mm. um, than an actual physical being. Right now, it's still it's still a physical being to them, right. nonetheless. But it's more of part of the land. Right, right. It's just kind of a. It's it really is it's the exact it's the exact same thing, really as Bigfoot. Just over there, um, it's a slightly different creature. It, it looks a little bit different. It's a little bit thicker lighter in color i think its arms are a little bit longer it looks much more primate to me honestly yeah from what i've seen of their like it looks much more just like a gigantic you know ape yeah so um well and in that area you could think that um that's very reasonable i mean yeah it makes more sense yeah it it does make sense for there to be a large primate Mm -hmm. Uh, i mean but even taking that into consideration if one lives there Mm-hmm. Who's not to say that its cousin doesn't live lives out here, you know, in other parts mm-hmm. of the area that isn't completely filled with snow, but mm-hmm. rather just thick forest. And that would explain it's camouflage, a more dark, you know, a dark and color, brownish yeah. looking fur. Mm-hmm. It's camouflage. They're just blending in with their environment, you know. Exactly. It's just over however many hundreds like of thousands of years or whatever. What if they're like chameleons they and like when chameleons. there is snow, maybe they, there is only one. And he's just constantly kind of like using portals. Well, I mean, I, I discussed that in the very first episode. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty convinced that he's an extra dimensional being. Yeah. But I have, I don't want to get into that yet because but I think that's, that's the a ultimate too, truth. That's th- the ultimate that, truth. Yeah. He's an extra dimensional being traveling back and forth between different dimensions. Right. Right. He's just kind of popping in be like, hey, I'm going to go over to, uh, I'm going to go over to, uh, you know, uh, Mount Everest and. Hang yeah. out on top of the mountain for a while and probably should put watch on my all white the, fur coat. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like I'm gonna I'm gonna wear white. Wearing white, I'm going to <laughs> scare some mountain, you know, climbers. And uh, he's like, ah, a little cold here. I go back to Washington. You know, it's nice and nice and rainy there. Uh, well, you know, it's it's a little. It, the weather isn't quite as harsh. You can just go scare some hunters. You know. Yeah, why not? And. Um, or then go down to Florida. It's super humid down there. He, so he just starts sweating. And then oh, you yeah, get. Oh, yeah, that's why he smells so bad. That's why he smells that's so bad. That's why the skunk that's ape where, That's where you get the Florida skunk ape. <laughs> <laughs> Can you tell us some about Great the. Great uh, segue. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so Thanks. the Florida skunk ape is. Um, the, uh, you may have seen the picture. Uh, it is floated around the internet. It's been posted on just about every video that includes proof of so-called proof of quote-unquote Bigfoot Um, and it is the picture that we saw looks very similar to a a hair like a dark colored orangutan Um, like if you took an orangutan and dyed his um, fur black yeah, that would look very similar to what this character. Pretty similar, is. yeah. I mean, it's got that same kind of wide face and everything yeah. to it. Um, just look up, just look up, famous. Just Google famous Florida skunk ape. Look under the images, you'll find it there. Absolutely, like it's um, hidden behind those whatever those, palm leaves. It yeah, looks whatever like. the hell those things are. The bush looks like it's somewhere around four and a half feet tall. Um, in the description of the skunk ape, it said that 
there's it's like six to seven like feet six tall, to seven feet tall, kneeling down, kneeling down. Yeah. I don't see that it's kneeling down in this picture. It looks more it looks like it's got hunched. shorter legs and it's hunched over. Yeah. Um, it does look like it has much longer arms, much like an orangutan or a chimpanzee. Mm-hmm. Um, but it looks, its body looks much thicker than that though. It looks well, like if, thick, if like it was a, a chimp, if it was mm-hmm. an orangutan, just die. Like it would have to be a darker colored orangutan. And I don't know if those exist. I don't know. Yeah. It's um, hard I, to say. I do think that orangutans are thicker. Um, but that being said, if but he, he's like, he's like thick dude. Yeah. Like, he's, he is thick. He think of like gorilla kind of, right. just he's not like quite that thick. wide in the shoulders. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but taller. Yes. And a little bit more of a, like we, you know, it, it's you know a lot of people use it for bigfoot but he does look much more ape-like ape-like or monkey-like in in the face for sure so in this like in this thought process the they the reason they call him the skunk ape is because he just stinks Mm -hmm. and it's not this isn't the only sighting this is just the only really solid picture and in fact it's actually one of the best pictures of a um cryptid primate that yeah. i've ever really seen absolutely it's a it great. is a very solid picture yeah. um but it also leaves some questions of what it could be mm-hmm. um and that's where it really it's gets, almost too good <laughs> yeah it's so good like honestly it does look like if, if you got like a hefty orangutan and dyed his hair black you'd basically yeah. have this yeah, <laughs> um absolutely. but that being said i mean it's a great uh it's supposed to live mostly in swamps mm-hmm. and the skunk ape is hunts in a similar area to all of the alligators and stuff mm. and and this this animal would likely in my opinion and once again this is an opinion and as we've established we're not scientists yeah um in my opinion it would explain why it looks a little bit more ape-like mm-hmm. because living in the swamps and hiding out in swamps that's it's a great way to not be seen by very many people i mean there's only you know a few people that go down into those swamps regularly anyway and Mm -hmm. typically they're hunting alligators so they're looking at the water um be hanging this could be hanging up all around the trees this could be hanging out in the trees crazy down there anyway so it's not like and that's what i think i think that it hangs out in the trees because yeah it's it's not a huge animal. It's got them big long I mean, arms. You know, it's a big animal, but it's not so big that it's no, it's not, not going to look like, like lunch to a like gator. Sasquatch. Big. Yeah, it's not like this eight thing feet tall. This thing looks like it could be taken down by a gator, which to me means that it has an ad- adaptation to avoid where it can stay in the alligators. Trees. Yeah. Where it can stay in the trees, typically. Yeah, there's been many sightings, most yeah. of them by people out in the swamps. Yeah. This one is the first one that I've heard of where they're relatively close to civilization. Mm-hmm. They seem a little bit more elusive and um, less out there and seen by people. Um, and I personally think it's because, you know, most people don't go, you know, hunting around in the swamps. They just don't. Unless they're hunting for alligators. I wouldn't want to. They're not in the swamp. It'd be a terrible area. It's just gross. Yeah. <laughs> Like all them spiders and snakes and like alligators and God, whatever, man. Like it's like my worst nightmare. It's terrible. <laughs> so humid. <laughs> like you don't know huh. what you you don't know. Yeah. I thought it was humid coming to Tennessee, but I, like I just imagine time. going down there and it's Ugh. like it's like instant swamp ass. You step outside of your your vehicle. Ugh. Have yeah. we established whether we can cuss on this show a little bit? I don't care. Okay, perfect. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but I honestly do think that, I mean, if he lives in the swamps, he's got to hide out. I mean, there are two big predators down there in the swamps and I don't care what anybody says. Pythons are a big problem in, in, yeah. um, in Florida now. And that was like a, that was something that humans introduced. Exactly. But there's just as prevalent and just as much of a problem as yeah, alligators it's now. a huge problem there. Cause people are just letting their snakes go. It's like go, the perfect became, habitat for oh them. Oh my God. Yeah. It, it's, it's absolutely the perfect habitat for them. Yeah. So I w- I think that they've evolved a way to avoid being into in. I mean, I guess danger. a snake could get up there, but that python um, uh, infestation is much more rel- recent. Relatively recent. Yeah, it's not like something that's yeah. been there for a long time. And 
They've even, had snakes, but yeah. not like these giant. And and even a python is not typically an animal that can take down something relatively the size of a human being. Right. Um, you're talking about... They get about, huge. They get huge. Oh, and oh, if they, they wanted to, they could squeeze the shit out of people. But well, like, yeah. Yeah. But they're typically not an, an animal that is known for taking down right. a human being. So I don't see that being a big a big predator for them. Right. Um, but I do see that an alligator is it doesn't want to swim down around in the in the swamp with those alligators and no. snakes and stuff it can't see. It's up in the trees. Right. So tell me about um, tell me about the the little ones in was it oh. Indonesia. Oh, the orang pendek. Yeah. So the orang pendek is native to what I believe is Indonesia, and Mike's checking right now. Yeah, yeah, it's Indonesian for short person. Okay. Uh, let's see. Oh, look, you're you're. Tell me about the little people was perfect. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. So the orang pendek, Indonesian for short person, is the most common name given to a cryptid, a crypto cryptozoological cryptozoological animal that reportedly inhabits remote mountainous forests on the island of Sumatra. Yeah. Uh, it says this animal has allegedly been seen and documented for at least 100 years by forest tribes, local villagers, Dutch colonists, and Western scientists and travelers. Consensus among witnesses is that the animal is a ground-dwelling bipedal primate and is covered in short fur and stands between 800 and 150 centimeters. Uh, that is 30 to 60 inches tall. So yeah, that's interesting. I I'd never heard of uh, this before for some reason. So, so the interesting part about it to me is that shortly, uh, a very short time ago, we discovered what some people referred to as fossilized remains of a very small humanoid creature mm-hmm. in a very similar situ in a very similar area. I think it was also found in Indonesia. Hmm. Homo florensius. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've heard man, of that for sure. Yeah. Nicknamed the Hobbit, is an yeah, extinct species of genus Homo. The remains of an individual that would have stood about 1.1 meters tall, or 3.7 inches, high, or three feet seven inches high, were discovered in 2003 in Indonesia. Hmm. Now, didn't we just say that these little guys? were called the little people yeah well um that is their name is short people in indonesia short people does it define how tall they were again yeah they were 30 to 60 inches tall what is 30 to 60 inches is that somewhere in the range of three feet yeah well like um three feet is what 36 inches so yeah um are we sure it's a fossil I'm just connecting some dots here. Um, well, no, I, I didn't read anything about a fossil. Rather, just uh, no. I mean, you you you're telling me that the native people mm-hmm. have found, um, or this was just the, what they had reports reported. reported this is on their Wikipedia. Page. A character or a, a small humanoid creature around 36 inches tall, mm-hmm. and this is a small humanoid creature uh, a fossil of a small humanoid creature around 36 inches tall there you go i mean i I mean i'm not trying to you know say i answered a question here but i think i might have answered a question here possibly you know it's totally possible i mean i guess it depends on what the uh what the fossil looks like because and this has also only been um documented for the last hundred years or so by tribes and stuff so um, yeah, that's true. But it's not to say that they're not related in some sort of way, just like some very small primate of some kind, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so it kind of reminds me of the this the this uh, legend of these little people in Alaska, uh-huh. and we'll we'll save that for another episode. I can't exactly remember what they're called right now, but um, but essentially they're kind of like little gnomes or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, that uh, that live uh, in the forest and in the mountainsides and stuff, and they have little little houses and stuff in the mountains. I think, you know, in the in the hillsides and things. Mm-hmm. And um, I think I believe it's an Eskimo uh, legend. Okay. But um, yeah, we'll, we'll do another episode on that. But either way, it just kind of reminded me of that. I want to get off the topic of uh, primates, mm-hmm. you know, and 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 uh, 
primate cryptids and whatnot. But um, no, it's it's really interesting to hear so many different representations of some sort of ape. And when you really think about it, it's how is it so strange for there to be an, a large North American ape? For there to it's be not strange at all. For there to be some sort of ape in Indonesia? Oh, come on. Like, really? There's like 17 apes in Indonesia. <laughs> right, <laughs> like, right. Don't quote me. I'm not a scientist. Please There's... don't burn me at, at the stake. <laughs> Please. It's possible. You know, there is so many types of primates in the world. Mm -hmm. You know, so many. Why is it so hard to believe for people? Mm -hmm. that there is possibly one that was adapted to the North American climate mm -hmm. is very elusive, smart enough to stay away from humans mm -hmm. and is very rare. You know, it's not that hard to imagine. There's so much undiscovered wilderness in the world. It is unbelievable. I don't remember exactly what it is, but there's a lot. We, we, people think that we've, seen every bit of the earth we haven't there's a lot of undiscovered territory on the earth mm -hmm. and to think that we know of all kinds uh, you know of all types of creatures and all types of species of animals and things that's just stupid mm -hmm. so like why is it so hard for people to try and you know to to just believe in the possibility yeah, and that's where I I fall. You know, yeah, believe in the possibility because it's totally it, possible. This is whether or not I believe possible. every sighting that's out there. I don't. Oh man, I a lot really of them are don't. bogus. A lot, a of, them lot are of them are so BS. Yeah. I mean, there's a story of a guy that shot a Bigfoot, felt bad because he shot the Bigfoot and it was dying, and then and then finally brought in some hair to um to get yeah. and, and it was totally BS. Completely. Like you would have brought the whole damn thing. Uh, yeah. I don't care. I don't care how human it looks. Yeah. If I've shot a Bigfoot, and I know I've shot a Bigfoot, yeah, I'm bringing in the I'm Bigfoot. That guy in. I'm bringing him in. Yeah, I'm taking it to the first university, the first scientist that I can figure out. You know, mm -hmm. who, I'm actually dropping by your house first. Yeah, I'm well, be like, check should. out this Bigfoot that yeah, I saw. We'll, we'll get, <laughs> we'll get in. It'll just be like strung out in the back seat, and be like, mm -hmm. we gotta go, we gotta <laughs> go now. And uh, an interesting thing about us is, is we. Um, uh, we live here in Tennessee, Clarksville, Tennessee. Um, but we're both from Idaho. Are you f originally from Idaho? Uh, or yes. from Washington? Well, maybe? I spent quite a bit of I, I grew up in Washington. I spent quite a bit of time in Western Washington. Okay. Right in big in the big yeah, foot right capital in the big of the foot world. Capital of the world, yeah. Um, but one of the really cool things is that in Pocatello also has its own um, legitimate bigfoot sighting pocatello idaho mm -hmm. um is the university of idaho or no, idaho state university and there's a professor there and that's like one of the only the most one yeah. of the most well-renowned professors in the world who works there so it's it's pretty mm -hmm. interesting you know just yeah. you know that we have so many ties just at home yeah. you know with that and then um but yeah obviously up there in washington i mean mm -hmm. yeah hundreds of yeah. sightings and and it's really it's really hard for me because, you know, even my wife's like, Bigfoot isn't real. There's no yeah. way Bigfoot is real. Yeah. And I'm just like, I think you're not giving enough credit to evolution. Right. Um, and that's a – they could evolve. Mm -hmm. We evolved. Yeah. And if they're even half as smart as we are, they know what they're doing. Right. Well, even, you know, even they just need to be a little smart, just a little, but mm – -hmm still be in touch with all their primitive instincts that all the animals have out there in the forest, then... And they're smarter than us in the wild. 100% Because of those primitive instincts. Yeah. So it's, you know... Look at Wolverine. That's how they stay... Exactly. Look at Wolverine. <laughs> I guess. I mean... <laughs> Sorry. But... Um, Tangent, my bad. <laughs> but... Um, so, I mean, it's it's not that hard to, to, to imagine that um, with all of those those factors uh, in play that that something like that is possible and something like that like out mm -hmm. there is existing and roaming around and just staying clear the hell away from all of us mm -hmm. stupid weird looking bald apes exactly <laughs> now i am a firm believer that like i said earlier i think that he's that there is a sasquatch aware of our presence 
yeah. at all times when we're in the woods. Hell yeah. Um, when yeah. we're in their territory, they're aware of us. Mm-hmm. Now, I mentioned earlier that about I'm sure their hearing is just like. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Exactly. And I I mentioned earlier that about the my thought process on all these disappearances. Mm-hmm. Um, if an adult male is in the woods and we see a Sasquatch, I think that that's a me- that's a situation where the Sasquatch immediately knows that mm-hmm. they are in an imminent danger because we could be carrying a, a gun or a weapon that could seriously hurt them. And they, they know that. Um, and that's why you never hear very many situations where a Sasquatch doesn't surprise you when or doesn't surprise the person being attacked. Mm-hmm. Now, if there are a few situations where somebody was attacked and, and they were surprised by a Sasquatch, um, I believe that many of those are people dis- are those people that just disappear. They're never seen from again. Right. Because. That could be so many factors. I mean, we can't just jump straight to the conclusion that it was Bigfoot or something. Well, I don't think it's all Bigfoot. Yeah. But I like to jump to conclusions. Yeah, and that's a fun one to jump to. to, I I would love to jump to that conclusion. Matt, it says Bigfoot, and I jump to that one all the time. You should bring that over. Okay, perfect. We will. Okay. Um. So proud of myself yeah. for that one. <laughs> yeah, <it's good. laughs> but anyways, you know, I think the point that we're just trying to get across is that um is that it's just straight up ridiculous to completely discount the existence. And and that's what we're hoping, that you leave here at least feeling that there's a chance that Bigfoot exists. Not that not that you necessarily believe in him. Right. I don't necessarily believe in ghosts, but I can't discount the fact that they that it's a possibility. Right, right. That's the way we should we should be living our lives, you know, I think, mm-hmm. in my opinion. And I think that's one of you know, um one of the big things that we'll be stressing on this podcast is that you have, know, just have an open embrace mind. yeah, have an open mind and just embrace the possibility of something like that, you know. Um something that's just not regular. You know, it isn't, you know, it's beyond the terrestrial. It's out of this world, you know. Out of this world. You know, to think about. You know, mm-hmm. if it's not literally out of this world, like aliens or, or, or whatever, um, or parallel dimensions and things like that, just out of this world to even think about, you know. Um, mm-hmm. Just the possible existence of little people, you know, or, you know, of Bigfoot or Yeti getting together and sharing a beer and talking about all the people that they scared because it's just fun. Absolutely. (laughs) The little people are serving them. They, they treat them like crap because they're smaller than everybody else. (laughs) Bring me more grapes, you know, and (laughs) (laughs) little children fingers, you know, and Come uh, hither, baby fingers. Yeah, and stop <laughs> and stop freaking taking all this shit so seriously. You know, it's like just enjoy like how weird and crazy the world can be, and you know, embrace that and like wonder about shit. You know, wonder about things. When did we stop embracing the weird? I mean, right. When did magic stop being magic? Right. I mean, there was there was like there was wizards back in the day. Like Merlin was a an actual dude. Exactly. Now, granted, <laughs> he was now, probably crazy. Everybody probably thought he was crazy, but like well, he probably like, was oh, completely got, nuts. Like, yeah, but um, but yeah, I feel like in culture nowadays, uh, we're so kind of dumbed down um, on the broad scale to uh, using our imagination for one, but uh, you know, just embracing the possibility of something that we don't see every single day because all we see is roads and cars we go to work we talk on our phones all we see is technology you know and who are the people that are mostly seeing all of the bigfoot uh and sasquatch sightings the people who are back out in the woods they're hunters mostly you know Mm -hmm. people that are just constantly out in the woods Mm-hmm. Those are the people that are seeing it, you know. So, like the people, you don't you don't see those the people, people that are most all... in tune with our world are the ones that are seeing it, and we're calling them crazy. And we're the ones calling them crazy, you know. Like, you know, you don't. Almost every single time you talk to somebody who's like a big outdoorsman or whatnot, almost 
always they believe in Bigfoot. Almost always. Or they believe there's something out there that they can't explain. Right. Whether or not they think, oh, it's It's definitely Bigfoot. Bigfoot, Um, That's not what I'm even trying to say. Right. I'm just saying there's something out there that's unexplainable. Mm -hmm. What's picking up these children and carrying them 15 miles? Right. And just dropping them off. And just dropping them off. Keeping them warm overnight because their child's cold. Yeah, you ain't going to see a bear doing that. And they took all of its clothes for some reason. (laughs) Wow. It's like, you know, he's probably thinking, get all, get all that crap off of you. Like, what are you, what are you doing? How do you, how do you, you live? Where's, how do you, all, where's all your hair? Get all where's crap your fur? Off of you. Where's your fur? Like, why don't you just get over here? It's cold out, you know? You're going to freeze to death, you know? Damn kids need to get off my lawn. Yeah. Get off my lawn! And then, the, and then some, some big pompous, you know, dude comes around and he's like, I'm going to mess you up, pal. And just beats the shit out of him. You know, because he's like, now you're in my territory, pal. You know. Oh yeah. So, oh yeah. Um. Either way, um, Bigfoot, Sasquatch, Yeti, all these guys, they're awesome. Mm-hmm. You know, and and, and I I think give that them a they're chance. Real. Give Squatch a chance. I also think that they're interdimensional beings. Of course they are. It's the most logical. It's sense. the most logical thing. Or, interprogrammable beings. You think so? Well. Very well, call back. It's a callback to our last episode of Simulation Theory. If you haven't listened to that, go listen to that. But, um, anyways, I think we're going to wrap it up. But um, we have a Patreon page, so check that out. Um, as well as a Facebook page. We're going to start getting Beyond all... Terrestrial Podcast at Patreon. Something like that. It's something like that. Find us on Patreon. We'll, we'll put a link down there. Um, we're at Beyond Terrestrial Podcast on Facebook. It's facebook.com slash Beyond Terrestrial. Uh, we're going to be getting Instagram going. Probably not Twitter because that shit's stupid. Um, I can't say things in 1,200 12, words or less or whatever they is. Yeah. 122 characters or something. Whatever it is. I don't know. Twitter's stupid. But um, <laughs> we're going to uh, get sued. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Twitter sucks. They're bringing, you know, anyways. Um, Illuminati and Twitter is the devil. Yeah. We'll get into that too. That's actually a full subject. Um, but uh, I guess that's it um, thanks for listening Lee you have anything else no I got nothing thanks for listening guys I really enjoyed these talks with Mike and our listeners have a fun time see ya bye